Hello, ladies, gentlemen, the they-thems of the world. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. I love Thanksgiving because it's a time to be close with your family and reunite when in 2020, it was really hard to. My name is Joey, as you guys should probably know by now, and welcome to episode nine of The Strange and Unusual with Joe. Before we get into it, I want to address a couple things real quick. Um, the first is, if I sound like any different than I usually do, it's because I have a cold, so don't mind that. It usually colds like a lot of people, you, you guys know, it makes your voice kind of weird, so don't mind my cold voice. But anyway, before we get into it, like every week, I have to bring something up real quick. Do you want to submit a story for me to tell on the podcast? Submit your story using the link in the description of this episode. Now, let's get into the rest of the episode. Today's episode is really one of the strangest cases I've ever researched. It is the strange disappearance of D.B. Cooper. On the afternoon of November 24th, otherwise known as Thanksgiving Eve, actually that's the, that's the day I'm recording this, oddly enough, um, in 1971, Dan Cooper, later known as D.B. Cooper, for unknown reasons, brought one, bought a one-way plane ticket. He bought that plane ticket at the Portland, Oregon Airport, Northwest Orient Airlines. 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 <laughs> he was on flight number 305. It was to Washington's largest city, Seattle. This, this ticket purchase he made turned into, according to FBI.gov, one of the greatest unsolved mysteries in FBI history. There was not really much information on Dan and his backstory other than his description that we that he was a middle-aged white man wearing a dark suit and tie. 
After the plane that Cooper was on took off, he slipped a note to one of the flight attendants in her pocket. She at first ignored it because a lot of men were doing this around this time. They slipped her um, their numbers at the time. A lot of men were doing this, so she didn't she didn't care. She didn't like really look at the note, um, so she ignored it. And uh, though, according to CrimeMuseum.com, the next time she passed, Cooper motioned her to come closer. He told her that she better read the note and warned that he had a bomb nodding towards this, his suitcase. This would freak me out, man. I would be, I would be trying to, to find an escape route right then and there. The flight attendant then passed this note, this note around to which eventually someone who would call the air traffic control and who would then call the police which i don't know why there was a couple people that had to do that had to call the police but whatever <laughs> here were cooper's exact instructions according to crimemuseum.org cooper instruction instructed the flight attendant to return the note wary of potentially incriminating evidence because of this the exact wording of his note is unknown staffer the, the flight attendant recalled that the handwritten ink note demanded two hundred thousand dollars in cash and two sets of parachutes cooper wanted these items delivered on arrival at seattle tacoma airport and claimed that if they didn't comply with these with these demands he would blow up the plane Everyone who read the note agreed that in that it contained the phrase "no funny business." If I if I was this flight attendant, I would be scared out of my mind. He seemed like a really demanding kind of guy, and that's the kind of people I'm scared of. So, I wouldn't want to run into him at all. Although I've heard in other sources that he was really nice, so he was like the 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 nicest freaking robber ever which was weird <laughs> it's it's a scary like it's a scary case cooper was also very precise about his demands for money for the money he had the exact dollar amount like i said earlier that he wanted and he wanted and what, what he wanted them in so like he wanted the two hundred thousand dollars in twenty dollar bills which was crazy he then in he then also needed parachutes parachutes like i said but that would prove to be immensely hard to get after they were finally able to get a parachute and the money cooper prepared himself for skydiving after cooper released everyone on the flight and dove out of the plane he was never heard from again that is so crazy how could you go missing from skydiving maybe landing in a weird spot <laughs> i don't know but still it just it's crazy they found remnants of like the dollars that like the dollars that he stole but he, they didn't actually find him which is absolutely insane they weren't able to prove whether he whether he was alive when he jumped out or not it, which is in, insane a lot of people have come forward since this case came out saying they have that that they are db cooper or they have family members that are db cooper but they but all those came to be false in 2016 they closed this case because they just couldn't find db cooper at, at all and didn't have active evidence in the case to to continue it which is really sad i i wouldn't i wouldn't if i was db cooper i would still want people to find me you know 
um, we may, but we, we, we may really never know what happened to D.B. Cooper, which is really unfortunate. Did he die on that jump? Did he live and just hide the whole time and on some r resorted island? We, we may never know. If anyone wants to do more research on this case, because it is hectic and mind-blowing for sure, I'll link some websites and videos in the description. Okay, that is all I have for today's episode. I hope I hope you enjoyed the Thanksgiving special of The Strange and Unusual with Joe. I'll talk to everyone in episode 10. Oh man, I can't believe it's almost here. Episode 10. I can't believe we've, all, we've almost already done 10 episodes. That's crazy. I'll announce the topic on Wednesday, so look out for that. Okay, this is Joey, signing out.